0: Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Now, I mentioned it earlier in the show, but the Consumer Electronics Show is taking place in Vegas next week. This is one of the most important dates in the tech calendar and Derek Riley of Nevo.ie will be there. And he joins me now to preview what we can expect from the conference from an EV point of view. Uh, Derek, is this your first time going to CES?
1: First time to see yes, have been in Vegas before, so I can I know what to expect from the city, but not from a show of this size. I believe it's massive.
0: It is massive and it really does take over the entire Strip because, just to paint a picture for a second, obviously there's the iconic Las Vegas Strip and a lot of activity goes on there. There'll be briefings in the Mandalay Bay, a lot of small companies will be based in uh, the Venetian Exhibition and then there's the convention centre behind the Strip. So I hope you've got comfy runners with you because there's going to be an awful lot of walking.
1: Ah, yeah, there's a lot of bit of e mobility knocking around the place as well, so I'm looking forward to getting a couple of taxis. And I know that there's the uh, the the loop system as well around the convention center, and there's the metro or some kind of a tram system. So yeah, I know, but yeah, as you say, it's spread across the whole city, not just in the convention center.
0: Yeah, it really does take it over. And it's very exciting. And as I said at the top of the show, it kind of makes sure that every single year gets off with a bang in terms of tech. And one thing that you and I have spoken about for the last few Januaries here on the show is that CES, while it is the consumer electronic show, bit by bit, it's become a motor show, particularly with innovations in the EV space. So I assume you've done extensive research and you've got meetings coming out your ears. Uh, what are the things that you're looking forward to seeing when you get to Vegas?
1: A couple of premieres, <clears throat> Kia, Honda, Mercedes-Benz. Uh, so they're launching either passenger vehicles or a vehicle of some sort. So as you say, you're telling your friends and family you're going to Vegas and they think, oh, look, a lovely holiday. But it is literally jam-packed uh, event after a press briefing, after something else but a couple of world premieres, but there's also the technology that powers electric vehicles. So, for example, Lotus are going to do something with Dolby Atmos on their stand. So it might not be that Lotus themselves are at the show, but Dolby are going to be there with their sound technology and they're in partnership with Lotus in their vehicles because... In these premium electric, a lot of electric vehicles, sound quality is important to a lot of people, or it might be artificial intelligence, other brands are AI seems to be a big theme this year, Jess, I'm not sure if you're picking up on that as well.
0: Yeah, we uh, earlier in the show, we were talking about New York Times versus OpenAI and their ChatGPT model. Uh, we're also going to touch later on in the show about uh, the new Samsung phones that are promising to have an element of AI there as well. Where is AI, Are we already seeing bits of AI in EVs? I assume that there are elements of it there somewhere within a car.
1: Already there, but I am attending a premiere on Monday morning and so I'll be able to talk about it next week when I come back. Uh, where a certain brand is going to be working exclusively with chat gbt in the car now jess i don't understand how you'd want chat gbt in the car because i don't know why you'd want it in the car what are doing with it because mm-hmm. satellite navigation and radio and the ability to make the out phone call is all i really need when i'm driving i don't need people to i don't know jess what do you think
0: I, I I can I don't understand necessarily that the need for a full chat GPT plugin, but I do wonder if they'll utilize some of the language model of ChatGPT GPT so that when you're interacting with the car you're using voice control, will you be able to converse in a more conversational way rather than having to be very formulaic in using trigger words? That's the only thing that I would think.
1: Okay. And so it'll understand the context. So if you're talking about something to do with the air conditioning and you ask a follow-up question or command, it will Mm -hmm. understand. So, okay, maybe that's where it's going to come from. And So, yeah, AI is going to be big. And I know that Ford are going to be on the Google stand. Fisker, Mm -hmm. which is a brand yet to launch in Ireland, but they're going to be on the Panasonic stand. So you can start to see as much as it's the consumer electronics show. Well, when you buy an electric vehicle, you are buying a piece of consumer electronics just on four wheels. And so that connection is getting closer and closer. And it's probably one of the biggest EV shows in the world at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's definitely going to be exciting. And as I said uh, a minute ago, you're going to be back with us and have a full report from it next week. Um, One thing that I remember the last time I was at CES, there was an awful lot of talk about the heads up displays for drivers. And rather than interacting with the console screen or a screen in the middle of the console that you could just see all you needed to see within the windscreen with sort of that augmented reality, Are you anticipating anything like that or is it more tech ingrained in the screens that you can touch and feel?
1: A bit of that as well. We're seeing LG are going to be presenting their side-to-side, door-to-door screen as well. And it was a case where people thought that less was more. You didn't have an instruments cluster. You had a head-up display. But people are starting to push that back and say, you know what? I want the traditional head-up, or sorry, instrument cluster in front of me opposite to what tesla are doing with the central screen no head-up display no driver screen it's literally just a middle screen so consumers are pushing back saying no i want to be feeling comfortable i want it in my eye line." and so there's definitely the market as much as they want to go one way consumer demand and is is pushing them another way and bringing them back to what people actually want
0: Mm. One of the things from the device's point of view that always struck me about CES was how Apple never entertained it. They just weren't there. They didn't have a presence. They kind of do their own thing and that's the height of it. Is there any big brand that you were expecting to see on the exhibitors list that just doesn't seem to be materialising as of yet?
1: I think it's the same with Samsung. I think they're doing a lot of stuff after CES. They all want their own limelight. They don't want to be sharing it. I think what we're starting to see in the EV space is Brands want to be associated with CES. It's easier to be there when all the journalists are going to be there and talk about their new upcoming X, Y, or Z. Whereas I think the larger electronic devices, manufacturers, etc., if they've got the budget and they can do it right, like to step away from something like CES so that they can as I say, keep the limelight on themselves rather than sharing it because if you're putting out something at 11 o'clock on Monday morning, something else newer, better, flashier, or bigger might be released at two o'clock on the same afternoon and you may not get that coverage that you're looking for. So car-wise, it's early days, yes, because electronics, uh, the EV space is a bit still new, but we're definitely seeing more and more EVs and that. Uh, adoption of electric vehicles coming in north america remember is not the biggest adopter of electric vehicles globally so like last year we had peugeot were there even though they don't sell into the north american market they were actually launching one of their concept cars at ces because of that connection with consumer electronics
0: Hmm. Uh, I saw on your LinkedIn, I think it was one of the days during the week, uh, that you've got all your meetings booked in, which is very, very exciting. Did I see something about a potential flying car?
1: <laughs> so there's two companies going to be at the show that are going to be doing yeah, e-Vitals. So an a, 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 Vital, a, a vehicle, a, an electric vehicle that can take off and land um is the the the, the, the or sorry, the acronym for it. So there's going to be Xiaoping or XPeng and then another brand going to be at the event. So I'm hoping to get a bit of coverage of that. I'm not sure when we're going to see uh, belmullet Mullet to Dunleary flight, but listen, if it's going to happen, I want to be the first one to do it. Uh, It is this. It is the area and the space the likes of Uber are looking into, uh, and they're already, I believe, starting to do trials in um the Middle East. So there's definitely countries and governments that are embracing this future technology and want to be at the forefront of it because that's where the investment is going to be as well. So yes, very much so. There will be something. There will be flying cars, very much like the Jetsons, uh, at CES.
0: How exciting. Uh, Before I let you go, I I just want to get your opinion on this because every year when I'm at CES, I see loads of really exciting innovations and they're kind of like a proof of concept, right? It's like, oh my God, we could do this, but it'll either cost you 60 grand or it'll never actually materialize on the market. Do you anticipate a lot of what will be unveiled next week in the EV space to be on maybe not Irish roads, but roads somewhere in the world in the coming years?
1: oh for sure absolutely be it vision technology self driving car technology maybe not flying car technology but for sure and as you go around the different booths at the show floor itself across the convention center it because a vehicle is a as compo- a a makeup of so many different components it may be lighting technology it may be air conditioning it may be windscreen there's so many parts to a car i'm not saying there's a lot of a lot of parts to a, a laptop or a phone or a tablet but There are so many different industries and a lot of these manufacturers are not trying to do everything themselves internally. They're trying to get best in class. So I guarantee it's stuff that I'll be covering next week on the show. We'll be chatting about being on Irish roads in the the coming years for sure.
0: Okay, brilliant stuff. Well, look, we will have that full report from CES in Las Vegas next week with Derek Riley. Derek, safe travels and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Jess. Now let's take a look at some of the other big stories from the world of tech this week. Samsung has announced its first event of 2024. The newest Galaxy phones will be unveiled in San Jose, California on January 17th. We're expecting to see the S24 lineup, but the company has teased Galaxy AI, suggesting that the phone will have sophisticated artificial intelligence embedded to the device. What does that mean and how useful will it be? Well, we'll tell you all in two weeks time. Pornhub has taken a stand against state-level efforts in the US to regulate online access to adult content by restricting its services in North Carolina and Montana. Users in the states are now greeted with a message explaining that their access has been blocked. This move comes in response to new laws that went into effect on January 1st in both states. Montana's law mandates ID verification or digitized identification for age verification, while North Carolina's law requires third-party verification. Pornhub and other sites support age-gating content but prefer using device identifiers for verification, making compliance with the new laws challenging for them. The platform began blocking access in these states last week in protest of what they see as restrictive regulations. Yeah, that is the iconic music from Tetris, and this week a 13-year-old gamer named Willis Gibson made history by becoming the first player to officially beat the original Nintendo version of Tetris. Willis reached the coveted kill screen on level 157, causing the game to glitch and crash. This accomplishment challenges the notion that Tetris is unbeatable. Willis's success follows a series of gaming advancements, including techniques called hypertapping and rolling. And finally, while Samsung is pushing the Galaxy AI, Microsoft is claiming that 2024 will be the year of the AI PC. The company has announced a major update to new laptops and PCs with the introduction of a Copilot key. This will give users quick access to the AI-powered Copilot experience and marks the first significant change to the Windows PC keyboard layout in almost 30 years, replacing the menu key with the Copilot key. It'll give quick access to a ChatGPT-like chatbot for queries and actions. Uh, it's also worth noting that next week, the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition will be taking place in Dublin's RDS. I'll be meeting those taking part and taking a closer look at the brilliant innovations created by school children here in Ireland. You'll be able to hear all about it on next week's Tech Talk. But when we come back here on News Talk, we'll hear how you can save money in your digital life with some easy steps. Stay tuned.